With the economy in turmoil and millions of Americans seeking employment, your career path demands careful consideration and planning. Our next guest knows all about that. She's a nationally recognized expert in career management and the author of Career Mapping, Charting Your Course in the New World of Work. Let's welcome Ginny Clark to InfoTrek. Ginny, in the old days, career change meant rewriting your resume and knocking on doors. But you refer to today's job market as the new world of work. What has changed? Well, it's not just about jobs anymore. It's about work. I was very mindful and intentional about the words I selected for the title of my book. And I think it's important that people take ownership of their careers and learn to find and even create work situations. I think the whole jobs issue has been so politicized, and there probably aren't going to be as many jobs as we've had in the past, but that does not mean that there's not work. There is work. Well, it seems like a lot of people might be afraid to go out looking for a job if they're in a comfortable job now, but can that kind of stymie someone's progress in their career? It absolutely can, and that's always unfortunate when I hear that, and I can appreciate that the recession kind of put a lot of things on hold, and people thought, well, you know, I'm just going to be thankful for where I am now, and I'm not going to move, and I think that's really unfortunate thinking. I mean, I left my job as an executive recruiter. I was a partner at Spencer Stewart, and I left because I wanted to do something else. It was at the height of the recession, and so I took a big leap off of a cliff, and so I'm sympathetic to people wanting to be cautious, but I also believe that sometimes you have to go off and do your own thing and make it work for you if you're not getting all that you want from your work situation. Let's get into some tips and ideas you might have for those who want to chart their course, as you put it. First of all, networking. That phrase has been around for a long time. Is that still viable? Is that still an important thing to do? It's, I dare say, the only thing. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can apply to things online, and I know you've had other guests from CareerBuilder and other places, and I think they'd back me up on this, but I would say that 8 to 10% of jobs are found online, and most jobs are found through networking. But you've got to have done some of the front-end work of having your resume, having an elevator pitch, understanding your competencies, all those things before you just go out and start pounding on doors. So networking is something you should be doing right now, even if you're not looking to change your job. Absolutely. You should always be networking. And I think for particularly introverts, it's kind of a nasty word. You know, the suggestion is that you're walking around and eating shrimp at a cocktail party and slapping people's backs. And that's not really what I'm talking about. It means that, yes, you pick up a phone, you send an email, sometimes to people you know, sometimes to people you don't know, but you're always out there trying to identify people who might be able to help you and whom you can help and learn from. So the objective of networking isn't always to get a job. In fact, I put that at the bottom of the list in terms of the frequency of reasons why you need to use it. The top of the list is really business development, and most people are in that mode of looking for new opportunities, even if you're not in a sales position, you should always be looking for ways that you can enhance your company, whether it's your own or a big company. So there's a lot of reasons why you should be networking strategically. When you're looking to find a job, that's not the first time to go out there and try to do it. Our guest is Ginny Clark. She's the author of Career Mapping, Charting Your Course in the New World of Work. Ginny, one of the key tools you need in changing careers is a resume. Is it pretty much the same as it always has been, or are there some new twists on the resume? I'd say there's certainly some new twists. I mean, keywords is something that people need to be mindful of because we've got a lot of automated screening processes out there, and that's in some cases unfortunate. 
I also think for people who are transitioning, people who might be what I call encore or older workers, baby boomers, might want to focus, and particularly if they're trying to move from one industry or one function to a different one, create kind of a hybrid resume and focus on competencies and then put the chronology below. So you're taking the emphasis off of the number of years that you've been doing something. We're not trying to mask anything, but you're trying to draw the eye to the things that are most important, which are indeed your capabilities and competencies. And then once you are lucky enough to get the big interview, what quick tips might you have for that? Is that, again, just the basics, or are there some new angles there? Well, I think, you know, having an elevator pitch, whether it's sort of the entree to an interview, if you will, I always ask people, even if I'd read their resume, tell me about yourself. Have that down. Have it tight and limit it to two or three minutes unless you're asked to go on. But being clear about the two or three things that you always want everybody to know about you is really important and have it succinct and it's all around competencies and interests and preferences. The other thing is, you know, that three minutes that I just mentioned, that's kind of my rule. Mm -hmm. Never talk longer than three minutes in response to a question, even if it's, would you like me to go on as a follow-on to be able to offer more. But just in terms of holding someone's attention in an interview, keep it to three minutes. What about using executive recruiters, placement agencies, those types of outside firms? Is that a good way to go? It's fine if you can get their attention. The way I think of it is recruiters are one of the eight categories of people that should be in your network. Let them know who you are. It's a very passive approach to use a recruiter because there are placement agents out there, but most executive search firms are not that. They are working for the employer. And therefore, the likelihood that an executive recruiter is going to be working on something that is perfect for you at the time when you want to look for something new is low. So go on about doing your work. When I was an executive recruiter, most of the people that I recruited were currently working. doesn't mean that job seekers aren't viable candidates. They are. It just means that the timing is rarely to your advantage. So let them know what you're interested in and then go on about your networking and your opportunity development for your own purposes. Is there any special advice you'd have for college graduates or those who are just getting started in the job market? I would say follow some of these same things. And in my mapping process, the first section is really plotting. And the plotting means looking historically. New college grads don't have a lot of history, but you can look back at what you did in college, what you did in high school, things that really interested you, and allow yourself to pursue some of those things that hold meaning because passion is going to carry you as much as anything. You don't have a lot of experience, but you certainly can have passion, strong interest, and some competency and capability areas like leadership, like artistic capabilities, and be able to talk about those confidently and direct your search in those areas where you hold the most interest. Certainly, internships and those types of things that you can do while you're in school can also help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you should be going after those as often as possible. But, you know, again, don't just grab anything unless you have to. There are those times when you just need to pay the rent. But be thoughtful as you're going into it so that you end up in, even if it's for a summer or for a semester or a quarter, pick something that really holds interest to you because there's a greater likelihood that you'll perform well if you care about what it is. So I'm suggesting here to become conscious, be selective, and exercise your choice in some of these matters. Ginny, in this day and age, it seems like a lot of people are kind of making ends meet by doing moonlighting or side jobs, that sort of thing. What's your take on that? Is that a distraction from your main career, or is it something to do? Not necessarily, and then sometimes it's born out of necessity. You know, at the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned this new world of work, and part of what I was referring to was this notion of 
people who are freelancing or whatever you want to call it, they're acting as an independent contractor. And it might mean that you have several different projects that you're working on to generate income. And I know people for whom that's been their life, and that's not a bad thing. So this is the new world of work. Well, the book is Career Mapping, Charting Your Course in the New World of Work. Ginny Clark is the author, and you can learn more at her website, which is mycareermapping.com. Ginny, thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Enjoyed it. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.